Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Okay, so it's uh, that time of year again, the Galway Festival takes over. Uh the seven Great days here, very busy days for everybody involved in the racing game. It's uh, I'm here with Ruby Walsh, columnist, of course, for the Irish Examiner, uh, to have a chat about it. It's a very special place for me, Ruby. I've been coming here since I was a child. My summer holidays were all Galway. Um, I remember when it was only a few days, not not quite a full week. Now, what does it mean to you? It was the same for me, Tommy. Um, obviously, Dad was working for RTE, so our summer holidays were spent in Galway as well. Uh, we'd take a house in Spiddle and... I suppose we would be out there for the week. Dad would be going to work every afternoon or evening or whatever, but that's where we were on holidays. And it is a holiday festival, and that's why it is so successful, why it gets such big crowds. It's not essentially the racing that brings people here. It's the occasion. It's Galway City. It's a holiday area, sea, sand. And then the races has capitalised on the venue that it has. And it's a huge success story in our sport. It's a huge huge for the Galway economy it's a huge week in Galway City and it's just a massive success it's a of course it's a meeting that's been very uh, you know special to you over the years you've won plenty of the big races here um, you know which which one would, would kind of take you back most and you know the one you, you're fondest of when you look back in Galway Galway was always lucky for me in the first year I was riding I came here and I won the bumper on the Saturday on Siren Song the following year I was lucky enough to win the, the Connacht Hotel amateur handicap on a mare called Gariba um, I rode a, I've been very lucky in the big handicap hurl on the Saturday actually I won that even as an amateur in a horse called Welsh Crit I won a couple of Galway plates Moscow Express and Oslot won the Galway hurdle and Clondaw Warrior it's, it's always been lucky to me I only ever got hurt here once and every year I was here as a jockey I rode a winner so it's just, it was just a lucky place Surely Clondaw Warrior has to be uh, the, the, the greatest has it of course with the family connection Oh yeah uh, definitely I mean Gillian owned a quarter of them that was a that was a great day, and as well as Gillian on a quarter, and the other three quarters were owned by, you know, Anya, Casey, David, Casey's wife, Ashley Gannon, a good friend of ours, and Tamzo, Tamzo Doyle, so another good friend of ours. So yeah, it was that was a that was a great day, and and the way it worked out, I mean, passing the stands here on Clondaw Warrior, I was so far back in such a bad position, and I remember thinking, well, Gillian owns a quarter, this lad, so I'm not going to lose the ride on him. I'll just stay here and take all the chances, and it worked out. Yeah, very special day. I remember it very well indeed. Um, it has been, you know, this year is going to be no different, I suppose, but in, in, in many ways, as the Galway Festival is, is similar every year, attracts the big crowds, but it's different for you this year because it's your first time where you know you, can, you, know, you won't be riding, but you are still very, going to have a very, very busy week indeed. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be here on Monday working for RTE. Um, I have a couple of lunches to go to today and tomorrow, and then I have work to do for Racing TV for the rest of the week. But uh, it is different, and to be honest with you, I'm not disappointed. I'm not going out to ride. I loved riding here. Galway was always a, a thinking thinking jockey's track. You had to think your way around Galway. 
you had to react to things happening in front of you you had to judge pace I enjoyed it from it, from that point of view it was a tactical track but riding riding is, is well gone for me and I'm not disappointed not to be going out yeah, you seem very uh, relaxed, and I suppose you seem look like you're enjoying life a lot now. And then you, you, you don't, you don't, you certainly, you certainly give the impression of what you're saying there t- to us is exactly right. Like I mean, you just seem to be, seem to be enjoying the whole lot of it from 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 a different angle. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you do something for so long, and I was I was well and truly ready to, to for the next phase of my career or my life, even haven't quite figured out what that is, but I'm ready for it. Uh, we're getting there slowly, but look, I'm here, and I was here last night watching it, and. It just it's it's great to be a spectator, so it is. And of course, uh, Paul Town will be stepping into the breach there, and he has done a, a great job already. But he, he's had a long association with Willie. But of course, Jody Townend on Monday night here winning the big race wasn't that a special moment? It was a great moment for her, and she gave Great White Shark a super ride. She you know was slowly out of the stalls, and Jody took her time. She was drawn wide, so she stayed wide. She didn't panic into the dip, waited until she met the rising ground and came at one sweep, sweeping run around the outside. And Mr. Adjudicator, unfortunately, was the unlucky one on the other side. When Richie Deegan missed the break, he went in, Jody Towner went out, and Mr. Adjudicator ran into the traffic on Galway races, which is the same as the traffic on Galway City. There's lots of it. Um, and, and that's the way it can pan out, and he's a horse to keep an eye on for the future. But it was a great victory for Jody. I mean, she had a terrible fall last she says October. I thought it was earlier in the year, actually, where she broke her T12 vertebrae and had to have two rods put into her back. And from there on, it wasn't a smooth process. And it, what should have been a rather quick sort of 12-rig recovery took a long time. The wound didn't heal and it got infected and she was given the wrong antibiotics and was in and out of hospital quite a bit. Quite a bit and it wasn't treated properly. She got looked after rather poorly and she ended up, in April time by Punchestown she ended up like in hospital for six weeks on intravenous antibiotic that's not to me isn't really acceptable in the world we live in and she's bounced back from it and it was great to see her riding the winner yesterday on Great White Shark truly deserved and of course uh, Willie's uh, talking to Willie afterwards he um, he's quite keen on, on, on Jody as a rider he actually said that he he had hoped that she might take out a flat license and that maybe she might do that now because she, she, you know, Willie's won that race for the last three years. Or maybe, maybe he'll have plenty more to provide for her, you know, during the year. Yeah, Willie wants her to turn professional and go on the flat. Um, and I look, I have said it to her, and so has Paul. I'm sure her dad Tim and sister Caroline have all said the same. But everyone has to make the decisions that they think are right for themselves. And if that lifestyle doesn't interest Jody, you can't really make her do it. But we think it would be the obvious thing for her to do. She's young, she's very light, she's fit. Tactically, she's very sharp. Physically, we can improve her enough or more with riding and with fitness and all that will come to her. But she has the attributes that you can't put into a jockey, which is the tactics. She, that comes naturally to her. The physical parts of riding, they can be taught to anybody. She was, uh, she was almost embarrassed as she waved to the crowd coming in on, m- on Monday evening now. <laughs> and kind of nice to see in some ways that, you know, that it, me- it, it meant so much to her, but she was in the limelight for change. I think uh, she's a great girl to, to, to her, a great lady to talk as well afterwards, in fairness to her. Well, she's not shy. <laughs> Same Jody. she give you her opinion when she wants to. Um, she's, a, she's, a, look, she's a cracking kid. She's only 21 years of age. A young lady now. She's not a kid. Um, and she's a, an outgoing, bubbly character who is always lively around the yard. Okay, so she, we, we wish her the very best in the future. So th- let's uh, move on, Ruby. We have two big races that we particularly want to have a look at. Of course, the feature race on Wednesday was will draw a huge crowd here. It's the tote.com Galway plate. Uh, Willie has... Uh, 
some interesting runs. I see Pylon the Pressure got in at the bottom and with a handy way to 10 stone too. What do you think of the race, Ruby? Is it, a, is it a decent renewal of it? Is it very competitive? or? I think the Galway plate is competitive without being outstanding. It's, oh, I don't know, Black Horton is the, is the top horse, top weight. He's the last horse in the race. But there's a bunch of horses then who were very good horses in their in their day, but that day seems to be behind them. That's Coney Island, uh, York Hill, at Trois Hill, and down the very bottom, Val Sarlito. They were all grade one horses in their day, but that day does seem to be behind those. Having said that, coming here last year, I just said the very same thing about Clarkham, and he went and bolted in. But they are grade one horses running in a handicap, or were grade one horses on their day. If any one of the four of those was to recapture what they're capable of they would win this race but that's a huge if and if you're looking to back the winner to me that's way too big an if you're taking a chance on Peregrine Run is a horse for, for Peter Fahey who's been absolutely superb form all a summer now as a result of course he's gone up to a mark of 157 carrying plenty of weight it's probably a big enough ask is it? It is and I think if you go to his ball and robe run where he won and beat Pyle on the pressure he's a little bit worse off with him at the weights so I, I, I just think that He's had a very rewarding summer, but tomorrow he's carrying the burden for it, and he could be up against it. What do you fancy yourself? Find it a difficult enough race, but the two that interested me most were two J.P. McManus horses. Uh, move at the Times, who got in at the very bottom. He's having his first run for Enda Bulger. Had a few uh, jumping problems. Uh, Enda's the right man to kind of iron out those sort of issues, if you ask me. And I thought the other one was interesting was Paul Nichols. Of course, you mentioned earlier on that you won the goal we played for Paul Nichols and Ozilot. Um, back in 2008, I think it was. I thought the other interesting one was uh, Modus. Now, Modus is a, is, is a bit like Move of the Times. He's very talented, not a brilliant jumper, but I think a mark of 144 underestimates him a, a bit. Harry Cobden's a, a good jockey on top for, for uh, Paul Nichols. Um, I thought Modus had a good chance. He's a type of one, unfortunately, he'll either, he'll either fall out the back early or he will go very, very close. A bit of a quirky character. Funny, it's the kind of place with the new fences they have here in Galway with the easy fix aprons and the shape of the apron encourages the horse to make a, a very natural shape to jump but also the colour of them. I think they'll be a help to horses that you're worried about will they jump, won't they jump. The legs that move at the times are modus. The aprons on these fences are quite different to the ones in the UK. They're more, there's a rounder shape to them. In England they're quite uh, slanty, almost vertical. These will be a little bit easier. These make the horses look and make the horse back off. The horse doesn't rush in and find themselves very deep at the bottom of the fence. I think those fences could help those horses that you're wondering, have they, will they be able to jump? There's plenty of horses in the race that I wonder, will they have enough tactical speed in the first first, hun- first furlong and a half? The guy I played, even though it's two miles and six furlongs and whatever amount of yardage, is an incredible dash to the first fence. When you line up at the start, you're looking straight up the hill. You can't even see the first fence. So it doesn't matter if you line up on the inside or the outside. It's almost like a game of chicken. Who's the brave enough? Who's bravest? Who can go the fastest up over the hill, slightly under the descent towards the first fence, till you meet the running rail that leads you into the first? That's when the pace eases off and people have their position. But it's the ones that have the natural speed get in the right position in the Galway plate and there's a couple of horses in this race that I wonder have they that speed and Black Horton is one of those I also wonder does cost you boy have that natural speed to get him there you need a brave jockey who's going to go forward and claim that position and uh, York Hill the Mercurial York Hill what will the fences do for him or would you have to be a shrink to know what, what York Hill is going to turn up tomorrow I don't know I, I just think that to me I would much prefer to be riding York Hill in the Kerry National in the stall left handed 
running rail all the way around the inside in the stall where he can't go left. Put him on the inside in the stall. He simply can't jump left. I think that's a huge disadvantage to him. Now watching him schooling at home, he looks to be going straight. But you're riding down the schooling strip on the left-hand side. He can't but go straight. Is he in good form? He's in great order. But Dyke, that's not the first time I've said that. Or the first time William Mullins has taught it. He's a very good horse. He's in great form. But he's just an enigma. And I'm afraid, whilst I, if I owned him, I wouldn't sell him. But from a punting point of view, you couldn't encourage anybody to back him. I'll apologise if he wins. Uh, so what, what will, tell us how, before we move on to the Galway hurdle, what will win the place? I'm leaning a bit like yourself with moving with the times, the second reserve, or modus. I think those two English horse, or one former English horse, one who's still in the UK, I think they're two classy individuals, and either one could crop up here. And of course, they're good prices, around about 16, 20 to 1, both of those. Uh, let's move on to Thursday, which is the feature event, and again, another race you've had a success in. It's the Guinness Galway Hurdle Handicap. Uh, heading the market at the moment is Band of Outlaws, uh, Joseph O'Brien, of course, trainers, and uh, he's owned by J.P. McManus. He was a winner at Cheltenham. He looks like a horse that maybe, uh, he's only a four-year-old, could he develop into a champion hurdle horse? No. I don't think he can. Uh, I could be wrong, but I don't think he can. He won the Fred Winter. He then went back to Aintree when he stepped up into Grade 1 company and got run over. I think there's a big difference in handicap, even top-notch handicap form and actual Grade 1 form. The pace of the race is much different. Band of Outlaws is a very good horse, but I couldn't see him progressing to being a champion hurdle horse. Could he win the Galway hurdle? My only worry is his age. I'm not certain four-year-olds have a great record in the race. With that said, he has plenty of experience. He's battled hard coming off the flat. He has won around Cheltenham. He won the Fred Winter on the old course in Cheltenham, which is a speed track, not a staying track like the new course is. And I just wonder about him here. The last furlong up this hill, will he see it out? Uh, Willie has uh, uh, plenty of good chances actually in this Riven Light, Shanning, Stratum. You know, uh, Seos is coming back after a long break. Uh, Give us a little bit of a rundown on Willie's runners, uh, please, Ruby. I thought it was interesting. Paul has opted to ride Shanning for um, Supreme Racing. She won well in Killarney on her last start when she beat Prava Laguna, who runs in the Galway Plate. She was second in a handicap hurdle in Down Royal last October. She ran two free with me here last year in the handicap hurdle on Saturday. She's a very good filly, but I just wonder, has she the class to win a Galway hurdle? What Paul Townend obviously thinks she has with 10-11 on her back, and he's gone for her. We also have Riven Light at Danny Mullins rides. He has 11 stone on his back. Hasn't run over hurdles in a long time. He's won the uh, Colin Quinn mile twice. Stamina would be a worry for him. He's a good horse. He jumps well. But I just worry about stamina for him. He got, should have won one day in Punchestown at me at the Punchestown Festival when Montalbano battled back to beat him. I always thought I went too soon on him. But I... The more I think about it, I produced him going to the last, which is an ideal time to win any race, and he didn't see it out, so I think stamina is an issue for him. We also have Stratum. Conor McNamara claims seven off of his back, bringing him from 11-6 to 10-13. I think he's a really interesting one with a 10-1. to I think he's a very good horse. I think he's a similar horse to last year's winner in Sharjah. They both won maiden hurdles around the same time of year two seasons ago. Sharjah or Stratum won his maiden hurdle here. Course form is valuable. And, of course, we have Seo, and David Mullins rides him. He's coming off the back of a long layoff, and I'm not sure he's quick enough for a Galway hurdle. If I was riding, I'd have been opting for Stratum. Uh, very interesting you say that, because that, uh, you compare him to last year's winner, Sharjah, because this uh, fellow's raised 145, but, of course, Conor McNamara takes off seven. That brings him down to 10.13. That's a lovely weight, isn't it? Beautiful weight. Anything under 11 stones is a beautiful weight. But, of course, Sharjah, 
carried top weight last year, which is very unusual in the Galway hurdle. But they were novices at the same time of year. They ran into the same horses and Stratham on his second start over hurdles finished second to Mengli Khan on their on Mengli Khan's next start over hurdles he finished in front of Sharjah so you know they were similar horses as novice hurdlers Stratham got hurt and didn't have a full novice campaign he's had a couple of runs over hurdles this season his last run was in the Northumberland Plate in Newcastle on the all weather but because of the hot weather in, in the UK at the time the wax in those all weather surfaces heats up in the real hot weather and makes it quite sticky so it didn't really suit him I think he's in great form I think he has the experience he needed now to win a Galway hurdle and I'd be, I'd be quite confident about him uh, very very p- positive word there for Stratham around about the 10 to 1 mark I might mention of course it would be Davis Charm he didn't have much of a run here last year he was well backed I think he may have gone off close to favouritism uh, for John Joe Walsh but just things didn't work out at the start he missed a kick he was carried wide he's off a handy enough mark 1-4-3 um, maybe he's a little bit more exposed than some of them but uh, I think Davis Charm has a chance chosen mate Gordon Elliott of course also is a uh, likely race he had a nice run in the flat the last day and he should be primed for, uh, for the big race yeah, Chosen made us a very good novice form uh, and he's obviously an improving horse, first run the handicap and he has the assistance of Davy Russell. Davis Charm, for me, is there a negative? It's how many hard luck stories has Davis Charm had? His whole career seems to be, he was a nookie here, he was a nookie there. Uh, just how many times can you forgive a horse for being unlucky? How many, do you think about it? Like, how many times can you be unlucky? Or is that just, is there just a weakness there? Or if not a weakness, is there just something exposed there is he just does he just flatter to deceive I don't know he can go and win but he wouldn't be for me he's just too so you're you're uh, you're summing up for the Galway hurdle you think uh, Stratton will be the winner and David Charm will be unlucky somewhere along the line but he goes close we'll all be talking about him he was so unlucky and if you're looking for one at a big price I think maybe EJTK 25 to 1 could have an each way chance I thought he got to the front uh, in Belliestown, the way the race transpired for him, I thought he was in front a long way from home in Belliestown, and he might just be at twenty-five to one, have a sneaky little chance. And uh, of course, there are the two big races of the week: the Galway Plate and, and the uh, the Toad dot com Galway Plate and the Guinness Galway Hurdle. How, is there anything else over the week that we should be keeping an eye on? No, but you're going to see a lot of horses coming out again. Um, winners from early in the week. Don't be surprised if you see Great White Shark on Saturday. There's a couple of horses running probably tomorrow night in the two-mile handicap. Aiton Bob and uh, Scaglietti, they could appear again on Sunday. We have a, a nice bumper mare, Blazing Emily. She's going to run the winner's bumper, winner's bumper here on Sunday. You know, you'll see a lot of horses reappearing. And even some of the horses around last night's GPT, the likes of Mr. Adjudicator and Legal Spin, they could reappear on Friday. Willie likes to get his horses out a couple of times here. There's big prize money, and there's not much on offer between now and Listall, so... You can run them twice here and let them have, let them have August to get over it. So just to summarise, we'll go for Stratham for the, uh, for the Galway hurdle and for the plate between Modus and Move with the Times. Uh, Ruby, have a great w- a week. We hope you enjoy it now from this side of us. You're not worrying about what horse you might or might not be riding. So uh, very best to look for the week. Enjoy it. No, I'll have to try and back a winner now, Tommy. That's probably, that's probably going to be harder, is it? <laughs> very much so. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 